Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications Connect to more. When the roads get all snowy like this, sometimes I feel like a wayward son. And that's kind of the reason why. My partner in crime isn't here yet. Drive slow out there, Missoula. It's pretty slick. All of a sudden, it's winter in the Great Garden City. It is Nuanas now. Welcome in to your one-stop shop for all things sports, music, and whatever the heck else we want to talk about every single day right here on 102.9 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide on SWX Montana Television. If you want to watch us online or you want to listen to us online that's easy all you got to do is go to youtube just type in my last name n-u-a-n-e-z i am colter nuanas by the way riley corcoran voice of the grizz my uh guest host on mondays and tuesdays he's on his way there's a i think there's a wreck somewhere in the mullenden reserve area and uh, it was backed up all across the bridge i was working hard to get back here on time myself it is tag larry tuesday so i had to go over to tag larry deli and grab us a sandwich that's so we can show it off to all you fine people as well as give you a $25 gift card. So stay tuned for that. But N-U-A-N-E-Z, that's easy. You can find us on YouTube. You can also use that to search our podcast. And if you want to listen to us live, that's easy as well. All you got to do is go to 1029ESPN.com, click on the Listen Live tab, and there you'll find the stream. The stream is presented by Opportunity Bank. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. Also, if you want to give us a call or shoot us a text, uh, it's a fun way to join in on the conversation. We actually just got a good text, and I'll get to that in just a moment. But it's 406-361-3688. That's 361-3688. If you want to get a hold of us, you can. Please call us or text us. We'd love to have you as a part of the show. And all guests join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. Speaking of the show, Riley Corcoran is on his way. He'll be here in just a quick minute. We're going to give you a few more thoughts on the Super Bowl. Um, we recapped the entire victorious side of this thing, why the Tampa Bay Bucks won, what was the keys uh, to their success, and just how impressive is it the run that Tom Brady continues now into his mid-40s. It's unbelievable. But we didn't really put a bow on the Chiefs side of things, so we'll get to that. We'll also give you a handicapping of some Super Bowl odds for next year as well. Also, we'll continue to evaluate the new football coach on the other side of the Continental Divide. He's Brent Vegan. He was hired by Montana State University officially as of yesterday. So give you some feedback on that. Uh, 
For the second Tuesday in a row, and we're actually really happy about this, Randy Ray, the head coach for the Weber State Wildcats, he'll be joining us. His team swept Montana State this last weekend. That was the first time Montana State has lost conference games so far this season. And now Weber State, they come on the road to play at the University of Montana this week. So we will get Randy Ray on here about 4.30, so about mm, 27, 28 minutes from now. And we'll also talk about just the rivalry between him and Travis DeCure. Of course, it is a Tuesday, so we have our Treasure State Stars breaking out some of the best performances from both boys and girls basketball from around the state of Montana. Hour number two, we're going to have some fun. we got Big Sky Conference power rankings for you. Riley and I will handicap where we see the league and have a little bit of debate on uh, the ebbs and flows and where we're at right now. Four teams right now in Big Sky Conference play on the men's side, tied in first place atop the league standings at 6-2. and two. And then 5-30, this is going to be a fun one. Jonathan Braggs, he actually goes by Johnny Braggs. He's the new, uh, the latest commit to the University of Montana men's basketball team. He's from Las Vegas. He goes to Bishop Gorman. And uh, he's had quite an atypical senior year. They're not really playing, so his recruiting hasn't really taken off. But he looks like a hidden gem to me. Uh, he's a really talented guy, and I think Montana's going to love uh, that they got a hold of him. So I actually interviewed Johnny earlier today, so we'll share that inter- with you, interview with you a little bit later here today. Corcoran, what's up, man? Oh I, now I know gosh. what Tutel used to feel like when I used to roll in here about 4.02. No kidding. And, and I was I was actually ready to go. I would have been here at 3.45. There's a nasty wreck. Coming, in, I guess it would be north on reserve, so be careful sure. out there. And uh, I went the old switcheroo. Called you and made an executive decision. I went on River Road, <laughs> Russell, every, and people in Missoula know. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's frantic, but good to be here. I, I, I love the first two minutes, and I also love that Reese was playing some Kansas. Carry on, Wayward Son. That was great. You, you got to love it. Well, that, yesterday we kind of got cut off in uh, recapping the losing side of the Super Bowl. And uh, we've seen throughout the modern era of the Super Bowl, teams make it to the Super Bowl and lose, and then have that be the spur to get them back or have the window close abruptly. It's, it hasn't been that many times where a team has won the Super Bowl and then made it back to the Super Bowl and then lost. So this is a kind of a different, I won't say completely unique, because it has happened a couple times, but it's a different scenario than most of the ways that these things go. Usually you make it and then you fall off the map, or you make it, you lose, and you're motivated to get back. This was a make it and win it and then make it again and lose. So I'm just so curious to see where the Chiefs go from here. Patrick Mahomes' monster contract kicks in next year. $500 million, if you haven't heard, $50 million a year. That's going to have an impact on the rest of the Chiefs roster, but they do have uh, some pretty darn good skill players in place that are not in contract years for a couple more years. I think they got a couple years before they got to pay Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey. So I guess the question is, what is the window for the Chiefs? And, I mean, is the loss in the Super Bowl, is that a motivating factor coming into next year, or is it going to be like a – L.A. Rams scenario from a couple years ago where it kind of all just melts down. That's a great comparison. I think even you could go to the 49ers. I know they had a lot of things that went against them this year from an injury standpoint, but kind of the same scenario there, too, where are they going to take a step back? I I don't see that whatsoever. I kind of compare maybe this loss for Kansas City to win New England, lost to Philly. I mean, it was still more of like the, okay, we still know New England's going to be back. Kansas City's going to be in the conversation, but I, I think that... When we were all getting ready for this the last couple of weeks, it was the dynasty talk, right? It's more of, sure. all right, Kansas City versus the field every year. Is it going to be like that the next three to right. five years? I don't think so. I, I think Kansas City is going to be relevant, but it's not them versus the field. Well, and here's the thing about the NFL. When you talk about a salary cap sport like this, the reason that the buzzword parody exists so much <laughs> in the NFL is because, to me, you have – you have three tiers of teams in the NFL. You have teams that really, truly are elite. There's only a couple of those teams. You have teams that are so bad that they're actually trying to be bad. There's only a couple of those teams. And then you got everybody else in the middle. And you truly never know what's going to happen. Like, how could you possibly have predicted that the 49ers would go 6-10 and 10 this year? Well, you couldn't possibly have predicted that their six best front seven players besides Fred Warner would have all had season-ending injuries. Yeah. They were in week 13 by the time George Kittle, Debo Samuel, uh, Rasheem Mostert, and Jimmy Garoppolo took a snap together. It's, I mean, you just never know. And so that's what I'm saying is I just think it's kind of nauseating when this, these narratives of dynasty this, dynasty that. 
there's only been one dynasty in the modern iteration of the NFL, and it was still spread so broadly like the New England Patriots were. And that poses the next question. What is an NFL dynasty? Because I think we we think about it in different lights for different sports. Obviously, college football, okay, Alabama, North Dakota State at the FCS level. What is it in the NFL? Is it winning multiple championships? Is it just two? I mean, is that kind of the bar? Because it's happened so few at times where someone can win maybe twice even in a four or five year span is right. that is right. that a dynasty in the NFL I mean nobody's ever even three-peated in the NFL right right I mean the Cowboys had the greatest run in the history of the modern at least of the modern day and probably the history of football when they went three out of four but there's still no one has ever won three in a row and I don't see it happening at all too I mean you just saw how hard it would be to win two I mean Kansas City seemed like they coasted most of the year right For I sure. mean they're 14 and one and then if anyone was going to repeat these guys are making it look easy no it's not that it's not that easy I, and I guess the next question what would be the over under? for Patrick Mahomes' titles on the way out. Because I throw out the number two and a half, and a lot of people, I think, initially be like, that's low. Of course he's going to take the over. I'm saying two and a half more titles. That's saying, can he win four championships in the next 10 years, Kansas City? I, I go, no. I take the under on that. We've had 55 Super Bowls. There's six players, any position in the history of the league that have won four or more. Tom Brady is defying conventional wisdom right now. Having Tom Brady's breaking the NFL and, and how we evaluate greatness, <laughs> like Michael Jordan did to the NBA. We're never going to see this again. It's not the 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 argument is going to be completely different. The only way anybody's even going to get be able to get in the conversation with Brady is if they go to three straight and win two out of three or something like that. The only that's the only way we're going to do that because I just really don't think we're going to see a guy or a team, for that matter, go to 10 Super Bowls and win seven of them. I'm going to go glass half empty on this approach because this is kind of funny to think about. All this time we're talking about who's the GOAT is great. I mean, in the last couple of years it was Brady, okay, Brady against Joe Montana, Brady, just whoever you wanted to throw in there. Now... That conversation's ruined for the rest of our lifetimes because no one is going to touch right. Tom Brady. So I guess for all that fun that we always like at having of you know LeBron Michael and all those things, the NFL, it's over from here on out. Well, the LeBron James-Michael Jordan argument is so interesting because LeBron has so many elements of it where he can redefine greatness from a longevity standpoint, from uh, how long your peak is. Jordan's peak was so great. But in, in reality, it was an eight-year peak with a two-year break in the middle. LeBron has this opportunity. I mean, you see last night? LeBron went 28-14-14. and 14. This is year 18. Like, he, he's winning he's the MVP. Better. He's, he's getting, getting better. better. And it'll wait till he goes and takes a vacation and then comes back like he does every <laughs> single year. I mean, he's going to come back. Well, he's already uh, pandering to make sure the All-Star game doesn't happen. He's already got his beach vacation plan. That's you know? exactly right. LeBron, do the dunk contest and not oh. do the All-Star game. That's what you need to do. How about this? What is more impressive for someone to stay and do it with the same organization the, and, and go through, ride the ups and the downs with uh -huh. them? Or is it more impressive for what LeBron and Brady have done to go win it at multiple places and to redefine yourself, essentially, or redefine your role or redefine the roster that's shaped around you? What's more impressive? Because I think we we all trend towards the, oh, it's, it's, it's great. Aaron Rodgers, stay with the same franchise sure. all the way through. But at the same time, it, it opens the lens up for what LeBron and Brady have done to go do it with a different organization. Well, and Tom Brady is setting the example in a different way now, too, because I do think that the position it's easiest at to stay in your franchise is quarterback because you are the centerpiece. There's no question about it. And even as LeBron, as great as he's been, he has been, he's the centerpiece certainly now in LA. He was a centerpiece in Cleveland, but he's had auxiliary parts that needed to be. In the works, and so I do think it's a different. It's apples to oranges when you're talking about football and basketball. But I just think that we sometimes get so ahead of ourselves predicting and proclaiming what an athlete can and will do. And Drew Brees hasn't been back to the Super Bowl in what twelve years. Aaron Rodgers. Who would have ever thought that Aaron Rodgers would have one Super Bowl appearance and one ring? That's it for all. I mean. To put completely go glass half empty, there's a chance that Patrick Mahomes goes back to the Super Bowl three, four, five times and wins three, four, five more rings. There's also a way better chance than that that he never goes back to the Super Bowl again. I, I don't think people can wrap their head around that. And it's very 
likely. Like, look at Green Bay. That's the best year that they could have was probably this year. They get the NFC Championship at home against a team that's been on the road for three straight weeks. They still couldn't get it done. Everything has to go your way, and that's why I think that the way the playoff model works, how many games they play, that's why the NFL is just perfect. The puzzle pieces fit because it is so difficult to bring your best. You made the great analogy yesterday, and it stuck with me. When thinking about this, it's not the NBA or MLB where you get a seven-game series. You have to perform on a given day. And Patrick Mahomes, in a seven-game series, I still would take Kansas City over Tampa Bay. But guess what? It happened one time, and Tampa Bay played their best game. Kansas City probably played their worst. That's all that matters. It's so hard. It's not even, you can't even say it's so hard. It's, in fact, almost impossible to knock off some of the juggernauts in the NBA more than any other sport in a seven-game series. You're just not going to beat Shaq and Kobe's Lakers four times in seven games when the seventh game is in L.A. You're not doing it. It's not happening. It's why we hardly ever see upsets in the NBA. It's also why the NFL is so great, why there's so much uh, attention paid to it, because you never know when a defensive coordinator is going to have the perfect game plan like Todd Bowles did on (laughs) Sunday. And you're also never going to know when a defense just completely cranks it up to the absolute maximum. And when it's one and done, that's all you got to do is win that game. I mean, you could just decimate a team just like Tampa Bay did on Sunday. The ball bounces funny ways, too. I mean, and that's all it takes, one game. I mean, look at Baltimore last year. I mean, all, all the number one seeds, that's what you got to go back and look at. The number one seeds that get upset. Because right. those, are, those are the people that dominate for four months, and they still can't get it done. I mean, so, Tampa Bay didn't play a home game in the playoffs until the Super Bowl. They're the five seed. That's the biggest piece of irony of all of this, too, is they go home, they win it at home, but... They never had a home game until then. It's unbelievable. It's Nuanas now, 1029 ESPN, Missoula, statewide SWX, Montana Television. Okay, let's talk a little bit about next year because that's what we do. I'm already I'm dogging on everybody for speculating, but now he, here we are. We're going to speculate. So give the people some of the odds. You did some of this research, so give the people some of the, the early season Super Bowl odds here entering 2021. So the top five that are out there for odds, I don't think it would surprise too many people, but you got the Chiefs as the favorite at 5-1. to one. I was shocked to see the Bucks because the Bucks were kind of hanging around and barely even the top 10 last year as far as odds are concerned. Now, their second best odds at 8 to 1, Packers at 12 to 1, Bills and Rams at 15 to 1 each. I think that those two right there have extreme value. Those in the top 5 for the local teams around Seattle 25 to 1, Russell Wilson kind of coming out uh, earlier today and saying he's getting hit too much. I thought that was super interesting. The drama's already oh starting, I mean, man. Who told him that, hey, look at all these quarterbacks. They're making demands. They're getting what they want. It's time for you to do the same thing. I think this might be one of the craziest off-seasons as far as quarterback shuffles. Like, think about it. We're talking Stafford, Goff, Deshaun Watson. Um, oh, gosh, drawing a blank. Uh, Darnold. I mean, Darnold's going to get traded, right, too. Yeah, I mean, Kirk Cousins might get traded. Cousins get, you hope. I mean, <laughs> Your somebody, was asking, to one, by somebody, the other, somebody was asking the other day, would you take it if the Vikings traded Kirk Cousins for Jimmy Garoppolo straight up? And I said, there's no question in my mind I would take that. In a second. I just don't get I get that Jimmy Garoppolo didn't come up in the biggest moment of his career in the Super Bowl two years ago. But Jimmy Garoppolo is I just don't get why people don't think he's better. Is he a top ten quarterback? He's not, is, but is he a top he, half of the league. He is a top half of the league quarterback, yeah. and he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league at doing what you if you surround him with a great run game, I mean, I guess what I should say is he's perfect for what San Francisco's got. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I really, I think that they are, I think they're fooling themselves. If they, I mean, if you get a guy like Deshaun Watson, then that's going to take you to the next level. But if you get a guy like Kirk Cousins, that's not any better. And in fact, I don't even think it's as good. You, The Chiefs, though, being the favorites, do you, I mean, do you like that? Or who is your early season favorite? To me, I love two teams on this list. And it's the two teams that are 15 to 1. It's the Bills and the Rams. Bingo. I think the Bills are going to be really hungry coming off of last year. I think that they found some stuff in the second half of the year that they can uh, capitalize on. I think that Sean McDermott is a great coach. The reason I love the Rams portion of this, I didn't realize all the back ended connections that um, Sean McVay and Matt Stafford have. They have like all these family connections. So there's something with. Matt Stafford's wife is somehow connected to Sean McVay. Like these guys have known each other their whole lives. I guess Sean McVay's like high school rival growing up. His that guy's sister is Matt Stafford's wife. 
So these guys have been connected forever. It's also hilarious to think that these guys are like the same age. That is what's weird. I mean, and... They were on a vacation together in Cabo when this went down. And now... And then they had to ignore each other so they didn't get in trouble for tampering. Oh, my gosh. And now they're, now they're bam, they're reunited That's a great story. Stafford, uh, his high school best friend, you know who it is? Who's that? Clayton Kershaw. Wow. And guess where they both live now? L.A. Wow. Interesting. There's wow. another tie to it all. I like the Rams. So Kershaw's from where? Texas. Austin, they're bo- Texas? Yep, they're both, yep, both Lake from Travis, Texas. is that where yep, they went? Exactly. Okay, wow. Both from Texas. Man, some of these oh. high school teams are just are so <laughs> crazy. What did I read the other day? I texted my brother this. It was, it was Antoine Walker and two other big-time NFL players that all were on the same high school. I'll remember this statistic, but it, I mean... I just can't imagine having like three pro athletes on one varsity team, but that's how it is in some of these places. They just look completely different in every sense of the word. I, I like the teams. I think the Rams are going to just go all in. I can't believe I'm saying this way, way prematurely, but the Bills still might be one more year away. I think. I don't know. That's yeah, yeah. why maybe yeah, yeah. I'd lean more Rams. And if you want extreme value, because I know people love the long shots, I can't believe I'm saying this. The Browns at 30 to 1. Oh, here you are. I, I mean, Tutel reincarnate. I mean, hey. I can't believe I'm saying it. When I type that out, I'm like, I want to find a team outside the top five with good value. Now, Seattle at 25 to one. For some, they might may lean that way. I am not one that. Uh, I think Seattle. I think Seattle's got some internal issues. I think you can tell by the way that they shifted their entire philosophy throughout the entire season. They were trying to, you know, quote unquote, let Russ cook, and then they just, just Pete Carroll couldn't handle it. It was like the mm-hmm. old coach who just he gives them a little rope, and he's like, nope. Going back to the old ways, and then when they went back to the old ways and they couldn't stop anybody, it just got ugly in Seattle. I know they made the playoffs and they won the division, but it was never pretty for the duration of the deal. Carroll deserves a ton of credit for getting to that point, but I think the number one thing that can help the Browns is having people not be on the Browns, having people not hype the Browns. I think that coming out of the Hugh Jackson year years when they were just horrific and then you know having a little bit of success when they had an interim coach and then being this team where everybody's like, well, this is the hot team, this is the hot team. I think that crushed them. And they had to play a tougher schedule because yeah, they, they finished up so they had to play a second-place schedule or anything like that. Best of it, I'm putting you on the spot on this, but early look, best division. Best division next year. Um, I think so much of it depends on two factors. I think it depends on what Ben Roethlisberger – is doing, and if the Steelers move on from him, and if they go with Mason Rudolph or replace him with somebody else, thirty-five to one, by the way. And I think that uh, it all depends too on what Joe Burrow, how he comes back from his health. Because I think that if the bang the Bengals have a chance to take a big step if Burrow gets back healthy, because I think they have great skills players on offense, they need to figure it out on defense. But uh, I think that the Ravens will be there. For, for the foreseeable future, I think the Steelers, when they're healthy, are the best defense in the league. I know they fizzled down the stretch, but part of that was because they lost their two best edge guys, and that really fundamentally changed what they were doing schematically, defensively. And the Browns, I think, are going to be right in the mix, too. So I I, I know that the, the popular answer has always been, uh, especially in this neck of the woods, the NFC West, but I just don't think that – I think the NFC West is the deepest division, but that's not what I think makes the best division. I think you have to have a team that has the ability to win the conference. And I never thought that any of the NFC West teams could have won the NFC. Agree with that point, but next year, the Rams, right? If you think the Rams can win the Super Bowl, right. then – but because I would go NFC West just because normally there's one team in a division, right, where sure. you just pick the – they're the dog of the division. Sure, sure, they're sure. mailing it in. They're two years away. Who's that in the NFC right. West? Everybody's going for it. Kyler Murray, Arizona, they're on their way. Sure. You, you, you assume so. That's the other thing, though, is that I, in the NFL, the most tried-and-true formula when it comes to the coaching matchups is when you're doing something innovative, you can have a systematic advantage against teams until somebody figures it out. Once they figure it out, then everybody copycats it. Cliff Kingsbury was rolling with his, uh, his wide-open offense and Kyler Murray was rolling in it. But then once people figured out how to get home to Kyler Murray and how to contain Kyler Murray, and they fell off a cliff. Now, that's the whole thing. These guys, this is not college where you have hour limits with your players and stuff like that. These coaches that didn't make the playoffs, they're pissed off. They've been watching film for 15 hours a day already. You know that there's certain defensive coordinators out there that have a notebook six inches thick on how to stop the Cardinals. And so I just think that there's going to be... 
you have you're going to hit that wall. How do you break through the wall? That's where the greatest come from, right? Like mm-hmm. that's why guys like Rodgers and Brady they're so transcendent because it doesn't matter what you throw at them; they're always a step ahead of you. I just I don't know. I'm not buying on the Cardinals yet. I think they have pieces in place, but they're not very good on defense. And I also think that despite their talent offensively, they need to find some more consistency. That, that's very fair. And going back to what you just said about defensive coordinators and teams that didn't make the playoffs are grinding in that much more. The blueprint, I said it yesterday, but the blueprint is now out of how to beat Kansas City. So how does Mahomes adjust? This is a big moment for him, too, not to overblow one game, but it's more of, okay, everyone had the question, you can't stop Mahomes. How do you stop mm-hmm. Mahomes? Well, Tampa Bay kind of showed you how. Does everyone else just bring the house all the time next year, too? The Dark Horse Best Division, too. This no, is so. If you say silly. the NFC East, I'm walking. No, out no, here. this is the silliest part, though. It's not the NFC East. Not it's not. <laughs> it's but the AFC East, because you have to think that Bill Belichick is not going to not be back. They had more players opt out defensively, and that was an undertold storyline. When you got, you know, Dante Hightower, who's the I mean one of the best inside linebackers in the league, not playing. You know, you have Kyle Van Oy walking out the door. You have, you know, they had, what I think they had seven starters on defense that didn't play. You also had Cam Newton look good early, but then he was clearly hurt to me, and then that turned into drama. But I just can't imagine the Patriots are going to go 6-10 and 10 again. You know Belichick has a planet quarterback. They're, they're going to do something in the draft. They're going to do something in the draft where they're going to swing some pieces. They're going to figure it out. And so then all of a sudden, the narrative has been that the Patriots walk in the playoffs for 20 years in a row. Well, what happened when the Patriots were down? Well, all of a sudden, one of the three best teams in the entire conference emerges in the Buffalo Bills. But also, you got a team with some of the most upward momentum in the entire league with the Dolphins. And what happens if they put together a package to trade for Deshaun Watson? Or what if the Jets get Deshaun Watson? Exactly. Or, or they or they pick you know Justin Fields at two. The, I agree with you. That is a, that's kind of a dark horse. Watch out. Jets might be a year away, but no easy games there. I. It's going to be interesting because the next couple of weeks, there's going to be the plans that start coming out. What is Belichick going to do? Is he going to package five picks to move in the top 10? Is he going to take a Mac Jones and just right. kind of roll the dice? Maybe pick him earlier than he should because he likes his cerebral right. skills. I I don't know. It, it's going to be interesting. But the AFC East is sneaky. I figured we had to throw one more NFL in before it becomes kind of irrelevant, right? Well, I mean, we're going to talk NFL every week because <laughs> why wouldn't we? This is America. This it's is what right. you people want. Give the people right. what they want. It is Nuanas now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, statewide SWX Montana Television. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to circle back around to the Montana State uh, hiring here. We're going to maybe talk a little bit about it in, in the third segment, about 445, but definitely in the second hour. But we got to get out now because we got one of our favorite guys swinging on by the show. Randy Ray's the longest tenured coach in the Big Sky Conference. He is also the head coach for the Weber State Wildcats, and they are coming to Montana. I don't know if they're busting or not. We'll have to ask him. He actually might already be on the way at this point. <laughs> I talked to Shante Leggins from Eastern Washington earlier today, and he said, "Oh, buddy, we're leaving tomorrow morning. I'm not screwing around. We gotta, we gotta get there because I don't want, I don't want the roses getting away on my trip from Cheney to Bozeman." So, uh, well, by the way, Shante Leggins from Eastern Washington will be joining us on Thursday as well. But Randy Ray here in about oh five minutes, right here on Nuwana is now. Sports are back. If you need a place to watch the Grizz games or the Bobcat games or whatever games you might have in mind. The Silver Slipper has 55 TVs for you to watch all the action. Silver Slipper will have any game you want on for you at any time. Drink specials every day, 20 Kino machines, a liquor store, and Tarantino's Pizza. Nowhere else you should be watching your favorite team. At the Slipper, it's always about great food, tasty drinks, and the urge to have a good time. Card room is back open as well at 7 p.m. every single night, so call or text 333-1500 for availability or visit MissoulaPoker.com for more info. Stop by today and see why the Silver Slipper is the best-kept secret in Montana. Randy Ray, Weaver State Wildcats, on Nuanas Now, right for this. Hi, this is Kim from the Wingate in Missoula. If you need a break from the everyday same old, same old, we want to be your home away from home. With comfortable rooms, a great breakfast, and a super fun indoor water park, the Wingate of Missoula is the ideal place for a quick getaway without having to go away. Let us give your family a little quality time together or ask us about our birthday parties. Work like an adult, play like a child, and sleep like a baby at the Wingate of Missoula. Hey, happy Tuesday. Welcome back. Here's Nuana's now. 
1029 ESPN Missoula, statewide SWX Montana Television. If you want to get a hold of us, give us a call or shoot us a text, 361-3688, 361-3688. You're going to want to remember that because uh, here in about, oh, I don't know, 30, 35 minutes, we're going to be giving you some free Taglieri from Taglieri Deli, the best sandwiches in the entire state of Montana. But we don't have any time for that right now. we got to go to the Regish Brothers RV phone line and welcome in for what is becoming a, a weekly segment, Randy Ray. He's the head coach for the Weber State Wildcats, his team, coming off of two huge victories over the weekend over Montana State to thrust them into a four-way tie in first place. Coach, we're happy to have you back on for a second week in a row. How are you? I'm doing fine. How are you guys doing? You doing all right, Coulter? Yeah, we're doing we're doing all right. All of a sudden, it's winter time in Missoula. I know it's been light down in Utah too, but then hit us square in the face. It's about ten degrees, and it's just pounding snow. But I guess we should be used to it by now. Let's talk about this last weekend. Oh, Mon- Montana State comes to your guys' barn, and uh, a really entertaining game on Thursday. Actually, two really good games, but. Thursday, if you like offensive basketball, uh, up and down the court, I'm sure as a coach, you probably want a little bit better defense in your 96-88 win. But overall, though, you sweep the Bobcats, and now here you are 6-2 and two in a four-way tie for first place in the Big Sky Conference. So what did you like about your team's performance this last weekend? Well, I didn't like our defense on Thursday, even though you guys might have liked it. Um, there wasn't a lot going on defensively. Probably Danny would say the same thing, you know, but it was an entertaining game. Um, you know, we just kind of found a way. And then uh, I thought the Saturday game, both teams kind of locked in and played the, played their normal defense. And it, it became a grind. It was just a, a grind-out affair. And, you know, we made a few more plays at the end to pull it out. But uh, it was a good weekend. Uh, Montana State's got a good basketball team. I'm very impressed with their team. And they're old and they're fast and long and athletic and, and well-coached. Uh, they're going to win a lot. Hey, Coach, we were talking about your roster last week and bringing everyone together. You start five transfers that all are averaging double figures. What was the toughest challenge from a coach's perspective on bringing them all together and get on the same page? Because we know that it takes time. I mean, practice and game reps, getting back and forth with each other. What was the toughest challenge of bringing all the transfers together? Well, it was just that, to be honest with you, was to get them to play for each other, you know, and trust each other. When we got them together, we had them here for the first time on July 1st, and my first message was to them was, I need to know if each and every one of you are willing to sacrifice whatever it takes uh, to help the team win and give up something and check your personal agendas at the door. Because if you don't, this isn't going to work. And... Uh, and I got a good, they're a great group of kids. They really are, every one of them. And, and uh, it just, it just getting them on the same page and getting them to trust each other. And, and it takes time. And, and it really happens in games, right? I mean, you can practice till you're blue in the face, but until you get out there with the lights on and trying to win a game, that's where the trust really comes from. And I'll be honest with you, it took us a while. Um, it, uh, you know, we had all those delays and pauses and, you know, at the end of December and part of January, we had three games in five weeks, and we weren't where we needed to be as far as the togetherness and playing for each other. The guys really like each other, but developing that synergy on the court, we had to play some games, and and we've been able to play like three weekends in a row now uh, for the first time, and, and I think that's really helped us get some rhythm, develop that synergy and that trust for each other, and the guys are doing a good job playing together right now. Do you believe in in the concept of momentum within the scope of a season? I mean, you guys have won eight out of nine now, including you mentioned the last three weekends. You won five out of six. So, I mean, do you believe in a team being able to build their own internal momentum within the scope of a conference season? Yeah, I do. I do. I think it's a confidence thing. You know, when you win a few, you know, you feel confident and everybody feels better about themselves and their teammates and you want to keep that going. You know, on the other hand, then – you don't want to drop your or let your guard down too. You know, I worry about, you know, if you won a few in a row, you know, are you still hungry? Are you still, uh, you know, wanting to get out there and, and prove it up every night out? But, uh, but no, I do believe there's something to that. And I think you, you, you get a few wins in a row and, and everybody feels better about themselves and feels, and it really de- uh, develops confidence, you know, which you want all your guys to be confident and confident in themselves, but also confident in the team. And, and when you play games that, you know, you have to, play different kind of games. Sometimes it's a full court game. 
sometimes it's going to be a half-court game. Sometimes you've got to win with your defense. Sometimes and when you see a lot of those things, if you can be successful winning different ways, uh, I think it really helps your team's confidence because you feel like, hey, if it's going to be a half-court game, you know, we're going to have a chance. And if it's going to be a full court, we're going to have a chance. So we've seen a few of those games along the way. Your team has been able to win pretty much any type of game when you've scored 80 points. You're 10-0 and this year, too. That's a good formula for success. Uh, there's so many great individual stories, Coach, that you have. Isaiah Brown, of course, his decorated high school career and going through a couple different schools before finding his way at your place. Uh, Sigu Sehojo Girara, I believe I got that right, the Big Sky Player of the Week right now. Cody Carlson, an interesting story, too, a Division II uh, transfer that's playing in his 100th game on Thursday. I guess where I'm going with this, Coach, is was there Someone that was maybe the biggest surprise to you uh, of all of the the transfer talent you got in there. Who's maybe been the biggest surprise, or if it's maybe not an individual, what has been the most surprising element for you for your team this year? You know, I would I would probably have to say Cody Carlson. Um, you know, we missed on a big kid that we were trying to get from the University of Maryland, and we lost out at him at the last minute. And so we just went kind of digging around, knowing we needed to get another big guy. And we found Cody, and, uh, you know, all we could do was watch film and talk to people about him and got good reviews. And then, uh, but he came from a Division II program, and it wasn't like his numbers were off the charts at the Division II program. But we liked what we saw in film. We liked what we heard. He's a wonderful kid. He's a hard worker. He's all about team. He's bouncy. But when he got here, he wasn't supposed to be able to play right away. He was going to sit a year and then play one. And then uh, we worked through their program and their coaches and their ADs, and, and uh, we were able to apply for a waiver and, and finally got him a waiver late. Um, and uh, But thank God we did because he, he's, he's turned out probably a little bit better than we thought. You know, he's, he just, he just uh, comes to work every day, works hard, plays hard. You know, he can score the ball inside. He can shoot it outside. And he's been a big, a big bonus to us because the other kid we had, early on in the season was hurt. Dante Bassett, he was out for six weeks with a knee injury. And so we needed Cody to step in and play. And he played well right away and got some confidence going. But I would say that is probably, you know, he was probably the biggest uh, surprise throughout the whole thing. When I first saw your team, Coach, I, I just was going through the roster when I was watching these last two weeks. And I, I just couldn't believe looking at Cody Carlson and then thinking, man, that guy played Division Two. I mean, because he is put together. Yeah. He's 6'10", 240, and he looks the part all day long. So it is amazing the way the guys can transition to this level. It is Randy Ray joining us. Yeah. He, is, he is the longest-tenured head coach in the Big Sky Conference. He leads the Weber State Wildcats, and they are on their way to Montana this week for games Thursday and Saturday against the Montana Grizzlies. So we'll start there, Coach. I mean, broadly, when you see Montana on the schedule, what's that mean to you and your program? Well, these, you know, these have always been fun games throughout the years. You know, I've been here 15 years, and, and we love these games. They're really they're intense. You know, they're high energy. Both teams get excited to play each other, and uh, it's been really fun throughout the years. It really has. And you know, we got great respect for uh, Montana's program. I respect what Travis has done and Tinks before that, and throughout the years. You know, they're just obviously uh, one of the top programs around, and and so. Uh, when we get together and play, whether it's there or here, it doesn't matter. You know, the games are played hard. Kids are ready to play, and and uh, they're usually pretty good basketball games. It's been there's been some classics in recent memory, especially the one even down in Ogden just a year ago, talking with Randy Ray, 15th year head coach at Weber State, winning his head coach in school history, Big Sky Conference history. Coach, what do you think of this year's Montana team? Obviously, it's a bit different than years past. Uh, a lot of youth on the roster, they've struggled to find consistency. But uh, when you watch them on film, what do you see? Maybe what do you attribute some of the struggles to? And I guess just what do you see with the Grizzlies? I, I I really like their team. I and I'm I'm not just saying that they are talented. They are talented, and uh, yeah, they're a little younger than they have been, but that is that's young, good talent, and they've done a really good job recruiting. And you know, they got all the pieces. You know, the big kid Stedman inside is a really good player. You know, Owens has been playing really well. I've always liked him, even uh, as a freshman last year. Uh, Hollinger's starting to come along now, and I've always liked him. He's a tough guy, and I like those kind of guys. But then their guards are all very dynamic. They're dynamic. They're playmakers. They're scorers. Uh, they're skilled. They're fast. Um, 
they're a very fast team, and they can put an athletic team and one team out just so they can play different ways. But uh, I look, I, I like their team. I just they've lost some close games. You know, um, we had a younger team last year after we got you know some of the injuries, and I feel how they you know we felt the same way. We just couldn't get over the hump in a few games, but. But they got a good basketball team, and, and of course Travis always does such a good job and puts him in the right position. So uh, they they're, they're a good basketball team. This is going to be a, one heck of a hard challenge for us coming up there this weekend. Systematically, just the stuff that they're running, does it look similar to teams from the past? You know, they're doing a few different things. They're starting to spread you out more this year uh, and open up those driving lanes. You know, those guards really want to bounce it, and they're so quick and fast and so good with the ball that they they're driving that ball hard to the paint and then making plays off of it and you know they can spread you out with Owens at the four and so they're doing a few different things but then there's some of the other stuff that they normally run to uh that is you know Ben's run uh, Travis has run since he's been there but I do think they're putting those you know a lot of times those three guards out there and sometimes four and just trying to spread you out and go by you and then you know basically say good luck trying to guard us because uh, we're going to get in that paint, and then we're going to make plays from there. And it's it's really, really hard to guard because, uh, like I said, those guards are fast, and they're dynamic, and they're really good players. On paper, it looks like an offensive team going up against a defensive team in Montana, at least just what the numbers say. Coach, you have three players that average more points than any Grizzly player has right now. Do you see this as more of maybe a battle of who is going to control the pace? Do you guys want it more up and down where Montana might try and make it ugly? Do you see that as being a a big key, at least to the weekend here, just a, a battle of trying to dictate your pace first? Yeah, you know, to be honest with you, I don't know if it's going to be that so much. You know, we we like to play faster if we can. You know, we're going to try to get out and transition and run as much as we can. But, you know, there's been times we haven't been able to do it, so we got to settle down and, and play good half-court execution offense. And, um, you know, I think, Travis, those guys are going to run when they have opportunity, and when, that, when they're not, they're going to run their half-court stuff. It's kind of like us. But uh, they're a good defensive team. You know, they're well-coached, and uh, we've had our moments. We've been, we've been a good defensive team until this weekend. We didn't play as well. But, uh, but I, think, I think the pace is going to be what it is. You know, I think both teams are going to try to get some, some looks in the open floor, and if not, then because we're not crazy often. We're not just going to run up and down and shoot it quick. And, you know, our, our whole thing offensively is ball movement and getting the ball side to side and making sure everybody's involved and sharing it. And, that's been uh, the strength of our offense, and we're going to continue to do that. And so uh, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Well, Coach, we appreciate you joining us, and we'll get you out of here on this. At what point do you start to consider uh, that Boise is on the horizon, the Big Sky Tournament is just around the corner? Because after this weekend, we'll be a month away. So uh, is there a point where you start to consider that, or is it just kind of taking it one weekend at a time? I'll be honest with you. I'm not smart enough. To, to worry about what what the only thing I can think about right now is what I got to do the rest of the day today because <laughs> I'm not a very bright guy but uh, but no I really haven't you know I haven't really thought much about it you know we're just you know with the season being so screwed up and so crazy and all this stuff going on we just want to get to the next day and hopefully play our next game because anything can happen you know uh, you could get canceled in a heartbeat and that kind of thing so uh, we really haven't thought much about it. We're just trying to hopefully have a good practice, and then hopefully, you know, both teams get to test negative and get to play our next game. So, but I'm sure in the next couple of weeks you'll start. You know, if, if everybody gets consistent and there's games being played, and maybe fewer games are getting canceled, uh, then I think everybody in the next couple of weeks will start looking towards that a little bit more. Coach, we appreciate the time as always. You're welcome back anytime. Safe travels this weekend. Best of luck and. Uh, Maybe I'll wave at you from the second row because I know I won't actually get to see you in person, but we will be at the game. So we, we appreciate you joining us. I know we're excited to see your team in person here in Missoula on Thursday. Thanks, Coach. Sounds great, guys. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Randy Ray, head coach of the Weber State Wildcats. Here's what we're going to do. I'm, I really want to eat this sandwich. You here have been in eyeing that thing. You didn't want me to show up today because you wanted the whole thing. <laughs> That's right. I know you did. That's right. It is Tag Larry Tuesday presented by Tag Larry Delicatessen right here in Missoula. It's the best sandwiches you're going to find anywhere in the state of Montana. It's right there on the corner of Higgins and Beckwith. And they have not just sandwiches. They have uh, charcuterie plates. They have wine. Actually, some of the best wine selection you'll find anywhere in Missoula as well. Right now, we got a $25 gift card for you to Tag Larry Deli. All you got to do 
is give us a call, 361-3688, 361-3688, number three caller is going to give us a call. Today, we got the Doobie Brothers. We haven't tried this one yet. Uh, this is from the not-so-secret secret menu. I give Riley one of those right there. He can give it a little try on the old live radio. But technically, you're going to want to uh, go check it out even if you don't win the gift card because uh, this is about as good as it gets. You, you got to be loving that, right? Loving it. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure Missoula and statewide TV is loving hearing you chew. But, yeah, this is phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, always. look at the size oh. of this, Sammy. You want this in your life, I promise. Each and every Tuesday, we're giving away $25 gift cards to Tagliari Deli. Go give them a try today, I promise. It's going to be worth your while. Treasure State All-Stars, six of the best performances from around the state of Montana. Coming at you on Nuanas Now right after this. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. Over under 15 minutes into Brett Vegan's first interview as Montana State's new head football coach before he gets asked a question about cowbells. Cowbell. Oh, I thought you were going to say about Montana, University of Montana. <laughs> well, that I, I would actually take the under on both of those. <laughs> I, th- I think on his flight, he got uh, studied up on uh, some traditions at Bobcat Stadium in Montana State. <laughs> I, w- I would think so. We're going to give you some more feedback and some more analysis of Brett Vegan being hired as the head football coach at Montana State University right here at the top of the hour. But right now, we got to get to our Treasure State Stars. We do this every Tuesday. Highlighting great athletes from around the Treasure State, mostly focusing on great basketball players right now. But we're going to dive into some wrestling and some other snow-based winter sports here pretty soon as well. Girls wrestling. We're going to get on that on the board. I mean, that, that's actually kind of crazy that that's been added and it's picked up so much momentum. And they have a lot of people participating. So good job by the MHSA getting that rolling. The Treasure State Stars is presented in part by Missoula Electric Co-op. Missoula Electric Co-op focused on renewable energy. They've created three community solar programs for their members to take part in and benefit from. Solar Share in Lolo has provided power to homes all across MEC's territory. It's a 184-panel array dubbed Solar Share 2, and that was also installed at the rooftop of Frenchtown Elementary School. So they're doing a lot of great stuff at Missoula Electric Co-op to keep us sustainable and keep your lights on, which is important during the cold winter. Treasure State star number one. Jonathan Kirkley, he's from Dillon. Dillon's number one in Class A right now. He pumped in 22 points. And top-ranked Dillon, they had a 10-point uh, first quarter lead in route to a 49-33 triumph over Butte Central. So congratulations to Jonathan Kirkley, Treasure State star number one. Treasure State star number two. Megan Eisling, she is from Roundup. They pulled off probably the upset of the Class B ranks over the weekend. She had 16 points to lead Roundup, number seven in the state, over number three, Malta, 47-35. Never easy to win on the high line. Uh, and Blythe Seeley, she also had 14 points for Roundup in that one as well. So good effort by the Panthers, good upset uh, in the Class B ranks. Treasure State star number three, it's Chase Keating. He had a huge night over the weekend, 35 points for Reed Point Rapple Jay as they beat Frongberg, 57-41 in Class C. His brother, Chance Keating, pitched in 13 points. So the Keating brothers, they would have won that game by themselves. They have 48 total points in a 57-41 win, so they would have won going away. Uh, that, and that was the high point total of the weekend on the boys' side. That's more than impressive. Think about it. 35 of 57. I mean, Chase Keating almost outscored him by himself. Right. And Chance throws in double-figure assists. 
So, I mean, you have a double-double in that regard, and you're passing it to your brother. What do you think the dinner conversation was like? After, <laughs> dude, you should have thrown it to me a little bit. Why more. can't we each score 24 yeah, instead of you get 35, I get 13? Do you think mom was maybe mad? Like, hey, come on, pass it up to your brother a little bit. <laughs> That's exactly right. Treasure says star number four, Cheyenne Crash. She has been lighting it up. I bet you she, if you did a cumulative statistical analysis, bet you she's averaging 25-plus a game because this is her third time on this list with over 30 points, 32 points to lead number nine, Turner, to a 56 43 victory over Chinook. Treasure State star number five, Peyton Sanders. He had 14 points to lead number five, Billing Skyview, to a really impressive win, 53-25 over number two, Bozeman. Incredible defensive effort to hold the number two team in the state to 25 points and win that game by almost 30. Billing Skyview, the co-champions in Class AA, and uh, they got a talented roster, again, led by Peyton Sanders as well as Kai Kuba. I think they'll be uh, in the mix when this is all said and done. And Treasure State star number six, it's Lindsey Hine. This young lady is such an intriguing prospect. She is a true six foot six. She's playing right now at Forsyth. Well, you wonder what can a six foot six gal do in Class B? Well, she can score forty one points, which is the highest point total of the basketball season so far this entire season, boys or girls. She led Forsyth to a seventy one twenty five route of lame deer over the weekend. She's committed to Montana State. If she fulfills her true potential, she could be uh, a one-of-a-kind player in the Big Sky Conference. I've never seen a six-foot-six player in the Big Sky. She had offers from Nebraska, Minnesota, Kansas. Uh, I mean, she had high major offers, and Montana State gets her. So we'll see if they can develop her, but all point, all signs point towards them being able to because they've developed so many great players. But Lindsey Hine, our last Treasure State star and a future Montana State she, Bobcat. She's already polished. And, I know, I mean, that was a huge in-state recruiting battle, of course, first off, before they even tie in the Power 5 schools that were going after her, too. Six foot six, I mean, and already has. Like sometimes if... If you see someone that's ridiculously tall, right, sure. for their age, sometimes they haven't grown in their body or, or it's sure. going to take a little bit. Maybe they'll they'll pick it up on potential. For there's sure. no but there's no this on potential for Lindsay Hine. I mean, she's good right now. Yeah, she's good. She I, has she has good hands, good footwork. Yes. Like she she's not just a project. I think that she she she'll probably have to redshirt transitioning to the Division One level just because it's a huge jump from Class B. But this isn't like a, oh we're just recruiting her so we can teach her how to catch the ball and do a drop step and stuff like that. I mean she she can shoot the eighteen footer like she's a skilled player. So uh, it's going to be impressive to see what she becomes because she has a ton of upside. I love playing the mascot game with. Colleges, right? But even more so with Montana high schools. Do you know Turner? Turner's mascot? I don't. What is it? The Turner Tornadoes. The Turner Tornadoes. I love That's that. Pretty good. I love that. There's some really good ones, man. The Chinook Sugar Beaters. Yep. Is Dan always, Davies special right Always going to be hard to be. Shout out Dan Davies, Associate Athletic Director at Montana State. I think Dan's probably... Uh, enjoying a nap right now after being on the search committee and uh, probably working night and day for the last th- almost three weeks to get that Montana State coaching hire done. And we'll get a- to a little bit more on that here at the top of the hour. Treasure State Stars, proudly presented by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union has so many perks. They have free rewards checking accounts with cash back, high dividend rates, and ATM fee refunds. They're also really great for all types of mortgages, great rates on auto and recreational vehicle loans, low rates, no credit card fees, Say yes to savings at Parkside Credit Union as well. Parkside Credit Union, the best place to get a loan in all of western Montana. They love to say yes, and they love supporting local and statewide high school athletics. Hour one in the books. Hour two coming at you hot. We got more reactions for Brett Vegan's hiring at Montana State as well as Big Sky Conference Power Rankings. And we'll be joined by Jonathan Braggs, the newest incoming recruit to the University of Montana men's basketball team. It is Nuanez Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Statewide SWX Montana Television. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 